Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching, mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning and welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, December 29, the last show of the year. And Stephanie is not with us. She is on grandma duty, which is exactly where she should be. But I'm blessed to have in studio two of my friends and co-workers, Dale Daniel, longtime guest on Direct Line, and Tracy Thomas. Now, Tracy, you've been on Direct Line before, I believe. A yes, couple I, times, is I've that right? On, yep, I've been on a couple times. Yep. Once before you joined staff. Yes. And once since. But guys, thanks for being up early on this Thursday. Day. Happy to be here, Greg. Yeah. Thank you. And so I want to dive right in. One of the big news stories um, within the Christian world that I've noticed is the, the debate, I guess you would say, over should there be in-person services or not when Christmas falls on a Sunday. And to, uh, this year, Christmas fell on a Sunday. Now, it's yeah. not going to happen again for 11 years. <laughs> it's not going to happen again until 2033. But there's a Fox News article that I'll link later today. And I can't believe that this is true. True, but it says that only 60% of churches held services in person on both Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. That seems like a stunningly low number. And so I'm just going to throw it out, and then I'm going to have Dale, maybe yeah. you share a little bit about what we experienced at Second Church this weekend. But um, any thoughts on, I guess you'd call it a trend, of churches saying we're not going to have in-person services on Sunday morning? Tracy, anything? Well, I tell you, I mean, number one, it doesn't happen very often, right? Was it 2016, right. I think, was the last time that yeah. it happened? Usually so, every six years. Yeah, every six yeah. years. Of course, leap year kind of messes right. it up for the right. next go-round. But yeah, right. um, it does surprise me that that many would, would not want to have services. Yeah, because that means 40% are not going to have both Christmas Eve and Christmas morning in-person services. And what I was fascinated by was the number of the the number of people that go to the church determining whether or not they had the services right, or not. You know, right. churches less than fifty were more likely to mm-hmm. not. Right. I mean, I'm right, right. We're more, yeah, we're more likely to not. And right. then right. churches two hundred fifty over were more likely to have that. Right. Right. And sometimes you wonder with the anecdotal evidence you see on social media. You wonder right. if that's the opposite. Right. So. Dale, any thoughts? Well, it was really surprising to me because I heard uh, of churches canceling uh, this year, and I was really surprised. Yeah. Uh, You know, for me, it's uh, Christmas is about celebrating the birth of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's certainly integral to our faith. Right, right. And and so why wouldn't you want to celebrate— Right, Jesus's birthday right. on a normal time when we would right. have worship service. I, I said this last week, and Stephanie's eyes got real big when I said it. But if I was king for a day, we'd have Christmas morning worship every year. It wouldn't be a long service, but at no. nine a.m., nine thirty, you know, thirty thirty-five minute gathering, we sing praise, we read scripture, we we share the elements, we we move on our way to the day. But um, I, I, it's just stunning to me the number of churches that made the decision our buildings are going to be closed. Now, some of them would take ombrage with the idea that they canceled because they would say we had an online worship option, which praise God for online worship. But the stunning thing for me is how things unfolded for Second Church, at least this oh, weekend, yes, yes. because the weather was just awful. You know, we didn't get the snow that was predicted. No. We got a couple inches. 
But I know Friday, most of the day, we were well below zero, you know, seven, yeah. eight, nine below zero with like 40 mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wondered, will people come <laughs> because of the weather? And then we had a little water hiccup, right. right? Talk about the yeah. water hiccup. Yeah, <clears throat> well. You were uh, on the front lines of fixing that. <laughs> well, we had, uh, because of the severe temperatures, we had a water line that uh, froze in our commons area. And water just started pouring out. Uh, About one thirty com- Christmas commons. Eve. Yeah, that afternoon. Uh, and surprisingly, Greg, as as you kind of sent some texts around, you know, there were a lot of churches right. dealing with right. that issue. Uh, right. I don't know. I, I know of four. And I know the the church I served prior to coming to Danville, they they had a massive burst in the middle of their Christmas Eve services. And I sent you guys the video. I mean, there is water. Unbelievable. I mean, it was like a Niagara Falls (laughs) pouring out of the... Ours wasn't quite that bad. bad. And fortunately, uh, it was caught early while while people were there. So we we actually got it under control, got it fixed. I mean, some churches had to... Actually, that were planning on having a Sunday morning service right. had to cancel yeah. because they yeah. didn't have any water right. uh, that day. But right. you know, we we managed to get through it, and uh, I I, you know, I was very surprised at the attendance at the numbers, yeah. uh, not because whether or not people were going to show up or not, but but be you know the the temperatures were a concern for me. Right, uh, temperature, the wind. Right. Um, but the numbers were were wonderful or incredible. I, I think we had uh, we had over a thousand yes. in attendance on uh, Christmas Eve yeah. uh, in our services, and we had um, over five hundred on uh, Christmas morning. Right. Uh, it was a great. It was right. a wonderful experience, right. and the services were were fantastic. Our uh, I think our our music team, our uh, Stephanie, yeah, and um, Charlie. And Charlie just yeah. did a great job they of did. putting those services together. You know, I thought Christmas Eve, but of course I was a part of the main services, but I've watched the next gen. I thought they were very different services, but both very excellent. Yes. And uh, I had a couple people tell me they did, as R.J. Davis would say, a double header. <laughs> they, they were in main for one and in next they, gen for another. Yeah. But um, I, I really thought driving in on Christmas Eve, it was brutal still at that point. I mean, it was not a fun time to be outside. And I'm thinking, you know, we probably could have just had the four o'clock hour. We probably could have just had one service in Maine at four, one service in Next Gen at four. That would have been a massive mistake to do that. There's no way that uh, mm-hmm. we could have pulled it off, especially with Next Gen. I mean, they, they absolutely uh, were full at the four o'clock hour. And I, I just, I was encouraged by the number of people that gathered together. Now, here's an interesting thing that I don't quite know what to make of. Our online numbers were lower than mm-hmm. anticipated for both Saturday, Christmas Eve, and Sunday. And, and I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if it's people were, you know, if I'm going to church, I'm, I'm going to get in the car and go to church or what. But um, any thoughts on that, Tracy? Yeah, I just thought if they weren't there for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, there was a reason they were not there. Uh, they were yeah. probably engaged with family or friends or loved ones. Yeah. And so that yeah. they're not going to be engaging online necessarily right. because they're, they're doing their thing. At least, you know, it's hard to tell motivation, I guess, but right. it's kind of how right. I saw it. Well, this is the third time since I've been a preaching minister that Christmas has landed on a Sunday. It happened in 2011, maybe, I want to say, 2016, and then now in 2022. And every year, I am overwhelmed 
by the large number of people that gather on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if we'll even have to worry about this 11 years from now, Dale. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. may, we may not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we might be some of those cantankerous That's senior true. citizens yeah. uh, waving in, <clears throat> at that, weighing in at that point. So I wonder, Greg, I was yeah. going to ask you yeah. this question. Yeah. Yeah, how much do you think that, uh, you know, how the impact of COVID on overall church attendance and, and just yeah. the idea about – uh, about being involved in in a corporate worship, do you think that had anything to do with some of the some of the decisions that were even made to to not do a Sunday Christmas I, Sunday morning service? I don't know. Um, I don't hear a lot of concern playing out in the circles that I'm in here in Danville, and then also in ministry circles with COVID per se. Uh, I know a lot more people that have battled influenza A this month than yeah. COVID, although definitely we have dear friends that are in the hospital right now with yeah. COVID. So yeah. I, I don't want to make the case that it's not around. I think there is a COVID fatigue, though, and I, I know that that probably does not make everybody happy that, that I share that. But I, I just think for some people, they're just ready to to move on, to to be in a better place, to be in a different place. Uh, so I don't know, but it could be that some churches, that was the decision that was made. You know, I, I don't know. I guess we'll look back and, and see how it plays out. But I, I just, I, I don't mean this in a condescending way. I was incredibly proud of our church. I just, I looked out at four o'clock on Christmas Eve and I was holding the tears back to see a packed, I mean, a full mm-hmm. main auditorium. And then to hear that, you know, they had every crevice used in next gen. I mean, that's yes. pretty awesome to yeah. see that play out. Yeah. Um, one question that has no eternal value whatsoever that, that I do struggle to wrap my brain around. Why is four o'clock the popular hour on Christmas Eve instead of six o'clock? I, I would think six o'clock would be the go-to. I agree. But, but man, four yeah, o'clock, we found is. our niche. What's that about? Any thoughts? Well, you know, we've been doing a Christmas Eve service for a long time and w- Many years ago, we thought, well, let's even move it earlier. And Twist we did th- we did three services okay. at one time, or tried it. Yeah. And so we went with an earlier— Like a 2, I, maybe? Like, like a 2.30. Okay. And, and uh, it didn't work. Hmm. Yeah, we only did it one year. Fail. Fail. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, yeah. But from yeah. that experience, we found 4 o'clock yeah. was still the preferred time. Yeah. And yeah. so— We've always, we've always, and I think other churches have experienced that as well. A lot of churches that I know that had multiple services, it was four and six was the time that played out. Yeah. So, Tracy, any thoughts on that? Why, why that would play out? I remember a generation ago when I was younger. You know, we our church would have services at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and people yeah. would come, and you know, and, and that would be the service to oh, it yeah. to, to to attend. Yeah, you know. Why the change? Yeah. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know. Maybe yeah. people have other things in mind or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Tracy, you think we ought to bring that back? Bring back the <laughs> eleven o'clock. You go, you go for o'clock. it. You go for it. Yep. I'm, I'm I did. Mid, I did midnight mass one time. Tried to get my wife to do it. This is pre-kids. This is before Jordan was born. And she's like, there's not a chance. I'm going to church. So my buddy and preacher friend Ed Bacon and I decided we would meet in Decatur and go to Our Lady of Lords for midnight mass. And we got there. And the mass was in Latin. <laughs> I'm sure it was a very meaningful service, is all I will say. So anyway, well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to spend a, a decent chunk of our day um, reflecting back on 2022. And I've asked you guys, to, and Garrett, you can jump in on this party as well. Maybe books or movies or series or you know events that that are very memorable. I also want to share from a second church perspective some of the things that I hold near and dear that. 
unfolded in 2022. And then I've put together what I think are five or six memorable news events that played out this year. But um, it is Thursday, December 29. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Greg Taylor with my friends Dale Daniel and Tracy Thomas. And we'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're a part of every community. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, December 29. Uh, Sunday will be New Year Day 2023. And as we move toward the new year, I wanted to take some time with Dale and Tracy uh, stepping in this week in Stephanie's absence to just kind of look back on the year and, and maybe think about some things from 2022 that you would hold as memorable moving forward. And so let's start by talking about movies. Um, I, I have to confess, I'm not a big movie goer. So I made it to a movie theater one time this year, and it was in the middle of the summer to see the new Top Gun. We had our entire family together. And we uh, were able to watch the new Top Gun. But when you guys think about movies, whether in the theater or streaming or just something that you came across that you'd not seen before, anything jump out at you, Dale? I'll start with you. Well, I did the Top Gun movie, too. Yeah. Uh, What'd you think? It was great. I thought it was even better than the first one. And I remember going to the theater to see the first one. Yeah. Um, Actually, I did. My small group was actually went to the theater. I was supposed to go to the theater to see The Chosen because yeah. Cho- Chosen was released, even though it's a TV series. Just a it, month ago, right? It was released in the theaters, episode uh, one and two for season three. Yeah. Uh, I was sick that day, wasn't able to go, but I've, I've watched them since. But, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Now, are they out? Series. Like, if I wanted to see episodes one and two of season three, can I watch them on my TV, or do I, I need to go to the theater? No, you know, if you've got a smart TV, you can download the Angel, uh, the Angel app on your TV. Gotcha. If, I think Roku... Uh, if you've got Roku, you can okay. you can watch it, and uh, it's all free. Yeah, it's phenomenal. You know, I joined <laughs> the Chosen Party in late 2021, but I've watched most of them in 2022, and man, I just love it. it I is. can't get enough of it. It's funny to me though the number of people that I really respect Christian leaders that are like, "Yeah, I've never seen it, and I don't <laughs> think I will." And I'm like, really? I know, I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To each their own, but yeah. I, I really like it. 
Tracy, anything jump out at you this year? Well, I, I thought about what my friend Chad Ragsdale said. They asked him uh, what were his, his top five albums of oh, okay. 2022. Okay. And okay. his response was, I can't think of five albums that were released <laughs> in 2022, much less my top five. And so I yeah. guess I'm kind of the same way with the movie. I mean, we you know we saw Spider-Man No Way Home and, okay. and really, okay. really did enjoy that. Okay. Um, it, it was good in terms of streaming stuff. Yeah. A pleasant surprise. Um Santa Clauses. Okay. Um, okay. The 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 six part series that, that Disney Plus released. Okay. I was impressed. Well, there with, you go. With how they with how they approached that. And okay. So, yep. Neat. Well, for me, a couple things, and and we did a whole uh, morning on this uh, in the summer, but uh, I saw the Jesus music movie. It was released in 2021, but I didn't see it until 2022. Mm -hmm. And that's the uh, Christian music, I guess you'd call it, documentary yeah. that Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant put together. I saw that. I have watched that a couple times since. Yeah. I, I just. I eat it up. I yeah. just absolutely love it. I learned so much from mm -hmm. that. Tracy, have you had a chance to see that or not? I have not. Okay. We we need to get you uh, a, a way to see that because it, it's really, really good. And then I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I just saw this this month. Uh, Father Stu, which is a true story. Yes. And again, the language is not great. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely going to be the moments that you're... But, but again, I think it's real life um, on the screen in a lot of ways. And uh, Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson just absolutely incredible Garrett you got anything you want to jump in and give us um you know I'm are you a movie guy I'm it's it's kind of weird because I I like movies I just don't actively go out of my way to like watch yeah. them yeah if my girlfriend you know pops on a movie we'll watch okay uh Glass Onion which came out uh yes. on Christmas Day that yeah. was very interesting have you seen it's it? a murder mystery yes no my it whole was... family watched it two nights ago I fell asleep about oh, yeah. 20 minutes in so <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, the first missed... 20 minutes were good but <laughs> yeah yeah it's I'll a, come back yeah you'll definitely have to like go back and watch yeah. it it's it's pretty solid um, okay and then uh I, there's a there's a series I like watching like series yeah. like limited series yeah. which are yeah. like six to ten episodes usually right, right um and there's a haunting of hill house and it's oh. a very very interesting um it's not horror a lot okay. of people call it that yeah it's more uh mystery and suspense and okay. uh deals with a lot of real life issues regarding addiction and trauma gotcha and uh the 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 metaphors and parallels to a lot of real life like real world things in that uh series is very eye-opening and very okay like, uh cathartic to watch actually. okay and where do you get that uh netflix netflix okay yes. yeah okay sounds good dale anything else you want to throw in the mix i don't want to cut you off oh no no okay. i mean with regard to yeah, movies, movies series anything that yeah, really grabbed yeah. you um no? i tell you a movie i it came out this year, I think. I but I didn't see it till it came to uh, streaming. Was uh, where the crawdads sing, and okay. based, based on a, a best-selling novel. And I huh. that was an incredible movie. Really, yeah. great story. Okay, and I started reading the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. You got to like it when that happens. That's a great segue into books. Any books this year that you read that you would throw out on the recommendation level? Tracy, I'll start with you. Um, Brant Hansen is a name oh, that's coming yeah. up on the scene, and yeah. um, I kind of have a claim to fame with him. His brother was my college roommate. Darren, yeah. <laughs> Darren was my roommate. And uh, but anyway, Brant um, released a book this past year called The Men We Need. Okay. And mm. it, it's just a fantastic look at what it means to be a biblical man of God. And, oh, wow. And, and just so you know, he released a book a couple years ago that's getting re-released, updated and released, a book called Unoffendable. Okay. 
And Unoffendable is probably, I would say it is in the top two or three books I have ever read. Wow. Uh, The premise behind, uh, the premise will make you angry. It will make you angry. Mm. He basically argues that when you are a follower of Christ, you give up the right to be angry. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's a pretty impressive book. Um, and, but it's getting re-released here in January as an update. Unoffendable. Unoffendable. Yeah. With the DVD, with the DVD lesson series, Bible study series and everything. So, yep. Yeah, Brett Hansen had some local fame on WBGL, I believe. Wasn't he a part of the WBGL team years ago, years I want to yeah. say? Yep. And now is he in Florida? Is that right, I want to say? Or some, I, he's somewhere not in central Illinois. No, no, I he's think. not. No, he's not in central but, Illinois. Um, anymore, does he no. still do radio or podcasting or he something? Does, he does all does he, it all. He, of it. Do, he, yeah. he does all of it. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's a good guy. Good guy. I actually did a week of church camp with him years and years ago. And. Good guy. Dale, what about you? Any books jump out? Oh, yeah. I would say the the book that's really impacted me most this year has been um, Strange New World. Yeah. And, uh, that rise, made my list. Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Of course, there's both Carl of those. Truman. Carl Truman mm-hmm. on both those. Both those. Uh, you know, the, the Rise and... Uh, the Rise of Triumph of the Modern Self uh, was about 400 page, right. very very heavy, very, very academic, academic yeah. book, and then it, he released a, kind of a um, <laughs> maybe a you call it a book for dummies, I yeah. guess you know yeah. kind of scale yeah. it down, but yeah. uh, in a strange new world. And uh, I've I've gone through um, uh, both of those books a couple of times, just. Yeah. Um, just trying to digest those and the impact that that has. Yeah, uh, understanding that and and understanding the culture that we live in, I think, yeah. is very important. Uh, he teaches at Grove City College in Pennsylvania, one of the very few schools mm-hmm. that has told the federal government thanks, but no thanks on federal funding of mm-hmm. education. Wow. Uh, they also have some real challenges unfolding right now. They kind of have a, I would call it a theological civil war uh, unfolding uh, on their campus. And you got guys like Truman <clears throat> that are just rock solid theologically conservative. Mm -hmm. You have others that are not so much in that arena. Mm -hmm. You have a board of trustees that has taken a very active role and said, um, we will be a conservative Bible-believing institution of higher education. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because it's coming to a head in 2023. But um, Mm -hmm. I have to confess, until I started reading Truman, I didn't even know about Grove City College. Never heard of it before. Rich history. Rich, rich history. So interesting. Any other books that you want to throw out? Or is that probably the one you you throw out or the two, I guess? Oh, there's several, I guess. But no, I'll I'll, kind of stick with those. those So I've got a whole list, but I'm only going to share a couple here. Um, I just finished a book on Ronald Reagan called The Peacemaker. Hmm. And it's a long book. It, it you know, it's not something you're going to sit down, you know, in front of the fire on a Thursday night and crank out in a couple hours. But I learned so much about the 1980s. And of course, Tracy, you and I, we were growing up in those days, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how much you never digest. Um, and it was neat to go back and you know think, man, I was a sophomore in high school during that time, or I was a mm-hmm. freshman at Lincoln during that time. But great, great read. V- very honest. I mean, it sheds uh, Reagan in a very good light much of the time but it is very honest about Mm -hmm. some of his mistakes i mean every human's fallen every human makes Mm -hmm. mistakes and Mm -hmm. uh, would definitely recommend that then two in the faith arena a book came out this summer called tearing us apart by ryan anderson and alexandra de sanctus it's the best book that i have read on the issue of life, the issue of abortion Mm. it was released the tuesday after the dobbs decision came down 
And so uh, very, very powerful. And then a book that I read at the beginning of the year as part of the Colson Fellows program that probably impacted me and moved me more than any book um, I've read in a long time, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus by Nabel Qureshi, the late Nabel Qureshi. Um, man, what a great read. Learned a ton about Islam, uh, learned a ton about what it means to be a sold-out follower of Jesus Christ and to literally forsake it all for the sake of the call. So really good stuff. Really, really blessed. I tell you, a book that I, I read, it's not a new one, obviously, but it's a classic, and I reread it this year, was uh, Mere Christianity. And uh, Yeah, yes. yeah. It uh, it you know it ought to be on every oh, yes. Christ followers yep. uh, reading list. Yeah, no doubt about it. Good stuff. All right. Well, hey, let's do this. Let's go to break, and I want to turn inward and look at some of the highlights from Second Church. It's been a great year in 2022. This is the final direct line of the year. Greg Taylor, Dale Daniel, Tracy Thomas. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. This is Deanna Witzel with the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. With great benefits and starting pay up to $14 per hour, we have flexible opportunities to fit anyone's schedule. McDonald's is great for students, moms to work around school schedules, or senior citizens. Let us help you make friends in just a few hours a week, or anyone who wants extra spending money. With seven locations, McDonald's is close to home, with starting pay up to $14 per hour, career tracks for management, plus great benefits. McDonald's has an immediate job for you. Apply online at mchire.com. McDonald's, we're part of every community. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, December 29. Greg Taylor with my friends Dale Daniel and Tracy Thomas. Stephanie is on grandma duty this week. She'll be back with us next week. But guys, one of the things I wanted to throw out is we all are preachers and teachers just as a part of who we are and what we do. And we prepare a lot of lessons and we preach a lot of sermons. And I just want to look back on 2022. Was there one lesson or one sermon that will stick with you for quite some time? And Tracy, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, um, one sermon definitely sticks with me, but maybe not for the reason you might think. Okay, I, I got to do um, the closing sermon in the Summer in the Sun series oh, um, yeah. on Labor Day weekend yeah. in, in in Maine, and I got to preach on Mark ten and kind of wrap up that first part of Mark. We did yeah. walk through Mark there yeah, throughout, throughout the summer, yeah. and I think the thing that resonated me with me the most was um, Greg, your willingness at that key critical juncture of that sermon series to trust people to, to turn it over to them and say, let them do it okay. and, and let them do it well. And I just, I'm grateful for that, that, that level of trust at that particular point in the series was, was pretty impressive with me. I, I was, that left a, that left a lasting mark on me. That's a Sunday I'll never forget. 
Um, you did a great job, and one of the things I think you guys had the photo opportunities. Yes, with people. we did. Yes, I we was did. just overwhelmed by the number of people that stepped forward, and I can't remember what all the signs were, but some yeah. of them were, "I'm going to take a next step," or yeah. Yeah. you know, "I'm going to surrender," or whatever. It may right. Be. We just asked people, and we actually held up signs, took photos yeah. with what is your next step, and I probably had at least two dozen oh, separate yeah. conversations with people, just asking, "What is their next step in their faith walk?" It was just a, it was a very, it was a very encouraging time. Yeah, um, I'll never forget that Sunday, though, for this reason, that was the first Sunday that I was at Danville Correctional Center right. preaching for their chapel. Mm-hmm. And I was I was pretty nervous going in. I've been in the Correctional Center multiple times, but I'd never <laughs> been there on a Sunday morning for chapel. And I remember three different people coming up to me afterwards, thanking me, but letting me know that 25 minutes isn't enough. <laughs> that, you know, when I come back, not if I come back, but when I come back, they want more than 25 minutes. I can count on one hand the number of times in ministry I have been chided for not preaching long enough <laughs> in American churches. And it was just a reminder that our brothers in Christ at the Danville Correctional yeah. Center, the ones that get up at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning to go to chapel, uh, they are our brothers in Christ, and yeah, they're hungry, yes. and they want the Word. I know, they Dale, do. you've had a lot of experiences yeah. at the Danville Correctional Center, yeah. and it's very humbling it to is. have that opportunity. It is. I've, I've been spiritually uplifted and encouraged by the faith of, of many of uh, our brothers out there. Yep, yep. What about you? Lesson or sermon? Well, lesson, you know, I I mostly teach a class on Sunday mornings, uh, 8 o'clock and 9.20, and I did a series, uh, several series this past year. Uh, At the beginning of every year, I I take the first Sunday and uh, ask the class, well, what do you want to cover this year? And so they made a whole list. And so one of the series that they mentioned was spiritual warfare. Yeah, and so uh, so I covered that. I got to that subject probably midsummer, and I, I've got the most response from that series than any series I think I've ever done. Yeah, uh, just talking about overcoming temptation. What that? What's that like? What's behind temptation? How do we? How do we become victorious over sin in our lives? Yeah, and uh, you know a lot of that's based on on Ephesians, uh, Ephesians six or yeah, yeah six. Yeah. Uh, uh, 10, uh, um, 10 through 18, you know, yeah. it talks about, Paul talks about our struggle is not against flesh and blood, right. but against spiritual f- forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And, uh, you know, how do we st- stand strong? And so just being prepared as Christ followers, as disciples of, of Christ, how do we overcome, engage in, actively engage in that spiritual conflict yeah. and be victorious over temptation? Good stuff. You know, there are a lot of memories uh, that I have of 2022. Probably the one that was most meaningful for me was one of the ones that I struggled the most with. We were going through the Minor Prophets. This is before you joined our staff, Tracy. Mm -hmm. And um, I came up on Habakkuk. And, you know, Habakkuk's big plea to God is, God, what, what are you doing? You know, and I decided at that point I really needed to be vulnerable with our church about a time in my life that I was really struggling with God, watching my then, you know, 15, 16 year old daughter go through some really serious medical issues. And um, in pretty typical Greg Taylor fashion, I couldn't get through it, you know, with a dry eye. And yet I I had just uh, an unbelievable number of people step forward and say, I've been there. 
You know, mm. thank you for bringing the word from Habakkuk. Thank you for helping us along those lines. And I think the reminder is you never go wrong if you're vulnerable and honest. You know, we're going to talk about Rooted a little bit later. And I think that's one of the things that's different with the Rooted Discipleship experience from most studies that I've been a part of is you are invited and even encouraged to be vulnerable. And for some Christians, you know, we had a testimony a couple of weeks ago at our celebration said it's probably the first time in his Christian life that he's really been vulnerable with other believers, you know, so it's powerful. Well, hey, let's talk about some of the highlights at Second Church in 2022. I, I came up with eight. Dale, you've given us a ninth, but at the top of the list, Easter at the Arena returned on April 17th. Wow. I didn't know if that was ever going to happen again. <laughs> I, I agree. From a financial standpoint, yeah. everything yeah. that played out, we weren't sure what to expect. Uh, we, we were overwhelmed. Had two, we had a two-year break. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. We weren't able to, to do it at the arena, yeah. and uh, it was a great great turnout. You know, we had averaged uh, in, in the past years before COVID uh, about 2,600 yeah. in attendance. And, you know, we weren't sure what the attendance would be right. at all. And right. uh, we were uh, just between 2,000 and yeah. 2,100. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, it looked I was, great. It was. It was yeah. wonderful to be back together. And in yeah. a lot of ways, it felt like we're back again. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, and you know, there've been a lot of debate just on the financial side of things. You know, is this good stewardship <clears throat> mm -hmm. or not? Yeah. And I got to tell you, it won me over to see uh, the number of people, to see the spontaneous responses to be baptized that day. Yes. You know, and, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to name any names because I don't have their, <laughs> their permission, but there are a couple guys. I mean, that's how I met them, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, it's been transformative yeah. in their walk. You yeah, know, and so right. uh, April 9, 2023. <laughs> I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, here's the second thing the Global Leadership Summit at Second Church returned to in person large scale gathering. Also, two years of limited right. gatherings taking very, place. Very much so. And uh, it was a good time. You it, know? Was, it was great. You know, our, our attendance was strong. Yeah. Um, and uh, the response from the community it's always great to see. Yeah. Uh, uh, leaders from every sector in our community and yeah. area, from education, yeah. uh, government, business, a nonprofit, uh, churches, coming together, talking about leadership, having those conversations. It's a it's a great experience. Yeah. Now, Tracy, you were here for GLS. Have you been a GLS goer in the past or not? That was my very first GLS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Oh, I was impressed. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was impressed. Yeah. Um, the just the wide variety of speakers. That's a good way the, to put it. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the force of their convictions. Yeah. Um, to, to to share the response from the community to yeah. see the various aspects of the Danville area community coming together. Yeah. I was impressed. And, and again, we're on for the first Thursday and Friday of August, 2023. Right. And uh, it's a great opportunity. I had two ministry friends, one from Clinton, one from Monticello, that had never been to a GLS. And I uh, made them an offer they couldn't refuse. Come over and it's free. And both of them are saying we want our teams to come and be a part of it. One of them even said it won't happen in 2023. He's hoping to bring the GLS to his community in a limited fashion. Sure. They're a smaller community. Oh, that's but awesome. They were just blown away by uh, and 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 surprised <laughs> that they'd never been a part of it before. And I think we we hear that a lot in the church mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of stuff you mm -hmm. can go and be a part of, but it's just a great opportunity. So if you want more information about GLS, reach out to me, Greg at SecondChurch.com. I'd love to share it with you. Here's the third thing that I'll remember from this last year: the group sermon series on culture that took place with Catlin and Crossroads and Pine Village. Now, Tracy, you were a part of a lot of our weekly study yes. gatherings. What did you see playing out? 
out when you look at that group sermon series? Because we tackled some pretty controversial issues. There was a part of me at the very beginning of the process that thought you guys are out of your minds uh, for tackling these, some of these yeah. issues. And but but yeah. you did it well. You did it. You did it prayerfully. Yeah. Um, you brought the full weight of grace and truth yeah. to the situation, uh, and you constantly encouraged. Um, in light of biblical truth, you encourage better conversations. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's be willing to talk about these things. And right. I w- I was just in extremely amazed at the spirit-led response yeah. uh, to, to what you shared. Yeah, and I'm excited that at least the four churches that were involved in 2022 want to do it again in 2023, mm-hmm. and we've thrown that invitation out to some of our sister churches, and you know, several have expressed at least a desire mm-hmm. of exploring it. So fall 2023, <clears throat> uh, we could be back at it. Hey, number four, Dale, finally fully staffed at Second Church. <laughs> That's nice. It's I awesome know, yeah. to get to that point. Yeah, yeah, we were down. Uh, uh, I think at one one point we were down four staff members. Yeah, yeah. And trying to fill in those gaps uh, was 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 tough, and it was uh, almost a, a whole. T- it was about a two year yeah. uh, process of trying to get all those filled in a time where th- there is such a scarcity of yeah. people in, especially in the ministry leadership pipeline. You yeah. know, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, one of, of our best. Fines. I don't know if we can call it a fine, but God brought this individual to us. It's right here in the studio, Absolutely. Tracy. Uh, and, uh, he, you know, Tracy, you're doing such a remarkable job. Absolutely. We're glad you're here. God's brought you, you know, to Second Church uh, to make a difference for uh, such a time as this. And I would say that was very much a God thing from my perspective. And here's why. You'd received some horrific news at the end of February that yes. Lincoln was going a different direction. And what? two-thirds of the staff and faculty were, were let go, basically. Yes. And I had a ministry staff lunch the next week, I think. I think it was real short after. Yep. And I'd asked if you would come and just kind of give us an update, which was probably a very unfair ask just from an emotional standpoint. But you came, and I kid you not, as you're sharing, I'm thinking to myself, th- this is a great possibility. Now, I didn't think you would be interested. I, I honestly thought you're going to go preach somewhere, you know, churches looking for preachers. But I think we had a brief conversation that day, even after the lunch. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of took off. And uh, I, would you start with us end of June? I want to say, is that right? Mid-June, I came in something in June, like that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Came in in June, so yeah. Um, it's just neat how that played out. And I'm so thankful that you didn't tell me no to come to the lunch that day because <sighs> just watching you with the poise, because man, that's just gut wrenching when you receive that news, you know, and to be able to do it with such, I, I thought grace really, uh, really sparked something. And I, I agree with Dale. So thankful that you're here. We're thankful for Charlie, for Kim, for yes. everybody that is a part of our staff. Here's number five, Old Testament University. So I have a very good friendship with Dr. Jody Owens of Johnson University. He's been just a great blessing to me personally. We brought him in a year ago to preach on a Sunday, and then we did some retreating with area ministry staff. We said, Let's throw it out to the entire church. So it was a Friday night, Saturday morning in November. Jody and I were talking. He said, you know, you'll probably have 25 to 30 that come out. We had 100 people come out Friday night. And uh, and the real test was most of the vast majority of them came back on Saturday. He said it's one thing to get them to come on Friday, but to come back on Saturday. And it just showed for me that there is a hunger to dig deep. There is a hunger to, to go deeper. So, Tracy, just thoughts on Old Testament University and even some of the things we're, we're hoping to have happen in 2023. Oh, I, I was amazed, absolutely amazed, to have 
to have 100 people gather together on a Friday night in November yeah. to dive into Leviticus. Yeah. Right. 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 That's where most people's uh, reading plans die. Right. That's right. going to die. I mean, you know, we didn't, we didn't <laughs> advertise yeah. that we're yeah. going to be in yeah. Leviticus. Right. We might not have had 100 if we would have. <laughs> what do we call it? Um, the 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 law and God's love or something along those lines. I can't yeah. remember what it was. Heart yeah. of God and yeah. the law, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the next Sunday or the next day on Sunday yeah. morning, my classes, yeah. both both hours, uh, the people who had attended that class wanted to talk about that. Yeah. And yeah. so those are some great conversations yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was great. He is a gym. There's no doubt about it. But I know you've got Dr. Jim Estep coming in yes. from mm-hmm. Lincoln uh, mm-hmm. this summer. We're going to have Gary Johnson come back. I just love that at Second Church and in the community, we have people that weren't part of Second Church that came out for the mm-hmm. Old Testament University. There's this hunger to dig deeper. And I think it goes against the narrative that a lot of people are throwing out there is that there's no depth in the church that people just want entertainment, that people just want to feel good. I I don't think that's the case. I will tell you one thing that happened on Christmas morning. Yeah. Yeah. um, I had somebody come to me and say they were in sun. They were in a Sunday school class. We call them ABF, right? Yeah. yeah. They they were in a Sunday school class on Sunday morning and they were doing some Christmas fun stuff, you know? Yeah. And he was disappointed that there wasn't Bible study. That they weren't dive. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, you got to yeah. be kidding yeah. me. You know, yeah. it's, but I was, yeah. I was th- that kind of hunger is real. Well, you know, I teach a Tuesday morning Bible study, Oasis, and my friend Sue Colby has been saying, we need a study on the Holy Spirit. We need a study on the Holy Spirit. And we did that study from the end of August to really the end of November. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, this is going to be a niche study. This is going to be a study where we're going to probably lose some people just because. That's just not the go-to. I mean, we were in the mid-60s. I couldn't believe it. 65 people showing up Mm -hmm. on a Tuesday morning. And again, it's that hunger to dig deeper. So really good stuff. Hey, number six, Legacy Sunday, Randy Kirk. Say a word about Randy Kirk, longtime minister at Second Church. Yes, you know, Randy's had just a tremendous impact. Uh, He was at Second Church 30 years ago. And uh, it was just for a very short tenure, maybe three years. But in that time that he was there, he created, uh, planted some important seeds uh, that had has really blossomed into some of our leadership culture that we have today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dean Crandall, um, who is, uh, you know, one of our. Uh, Elders, yeah, and yeah. Uh, he, I'm key kind of a key leader, key leader, um, yeah. and uh, you know I, he attributes Randy Kirk a lot yeah. to that that discipleship that took place back then. It was cool for me because I worked with Randy for four years at Lincoln, and he was part of a group of us. We drank coffee every morning. We did lunch not every day, but many days, mm-hmm. and he became a really close kind of older brother for me. And to see him come back and to be able to share, and uh, the cool thing is people would come up and they'd say do you remember me and he'd be like no it was 30 years ago give me a name and then they'd give the name and he would remember and it was just neat to see the people whose lives have been impacted hey last thing because i've got a couple more but i'm gonna go to the last thing talk about danville correctional center outdoor worship dale what a great great experience yeah you know we we had tried to schedule that uh we had we unfortunately we're we're kind of uh, impacted by COVID a couple of times yeah. that we tried to schedule that, and and, and then uh, we had some weather issues. But the uh, the worship event that happened this past fall 
at Danville Correctional Center was was just so well received and and really uplifted. And I could also tell that just our staff and volunteers who participated in that were were blessed and uplifted with oh, that yeah. as well. But you know the the they're they're anxious to have us do it again, and oh, we're yeah. gonna, we're going to make it part of our uh, uh, annual tradition to get yeah. out there and and do a, a worship service outside worship service. At Danville Correctional Center, you and I had a unique uh, perspective that we day. did. Yeah. We did. We we were on the inside of the fence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got to talk to a lot of the guys yeah. that were there and had yeah. some great conversations. Yeah, about yeah. faith and yes. where they are. Oh, and, absolutely, yeah. so yeah. good. Yep, yeah, it was good stuff. Hey, two more things, real quick. Gary Johnson preached a sermon in September on heaven and what's it going to be like five minutes after I die. It sparked so much conversation that he's coming back May sixth. Is May that 6th right? Seventh. Yep. Saturday. Saturday, May 6th, he'll do a seminar that morning, two-and-a-half-hour seminar on heaven, and then he'll be back with us on that Sunday. He'll preach on that Sunday. And then last thing, Dale, step up, five-year yes. anniversary celebration. Yes, yes. yes. So, what a great thing. You know, uh, a shout-out to Deanna Witzel because, you know, that was so much of her vision uh, to see the community come together in uh, a kind of springboard uh, off of Global Leadership right. Summit, when right. we saw all these leaders come together in 2016, yeah. So Deanna got this idea: let's let's bring everybody together for a common cause that yep. that uh, that we can tackle some of the big issues in in our community, yeah. yeah. Uh, and which uh, in 2017 uh, we had our first uh, um, meeting, and yeah. out of that came. Uh, by the way, there were like 90 leaders there uh, at yeah. Second Church, and we went through. Uh, and came what came away from that strategic planning session with three areas of focus: uh, family and parenting, uh, mental health, and substance abuse That's as awesome. a as a focus to tackle. And we've been working on that for five years. Have had some pretty really significant yeah. uh, 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 success stories. Yeah, from, victories. From, yes, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I want to talk for just a minute about Rooted. I want to share a good news segment, and we will call it a year. 2022. It's Thursday, December 29. Greg, Dale, and Tracy will be right back after this. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, 
We carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, December 29. Greg Taylor with my friends Dale, Daniil, and Tracy Thomas. And Tracy, we could not do Direct Line without some incredible sponsors. They've been so faithful for the duration of DL. Who are we saying thank you to? We're saying thank you to Don and Deanna Witzel at McDonald's. Thank you so much. Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic. Uh, Bill and Mary Lou Knight and their folks at Lakewood Insurance. Uh, the Darbies. Oh my goodness. Wonderful people. Yes. The Darbies at Sunset Funeral Home. Uh, the team at Han Tank Wash. Thank yes. you guys so much. And Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley. And one of the things about Han's Tank Wash is they have given all of their commercial time that they purchase to local ministries. And right now they're promoting the, the women's care clinic. So thank you to my friend Bean. Good stuff. Hey, I want to say a word. We got a couple minutes left about rooted. I think 2023, as I look at this year, one of the things that we're going to look back a year from now is the impact of the rooted discipleship experience. Tracy, just real quickly, 30 seconds. What is rooted? Rooted is an effective way to connect people with the local church and strengthen personal relationship with God and community. Second church is using rooted as a front door to get people people connected to God and to the church and to their purpose. It, it, it introduces pr- uh, participants to the seven rhythms of a disciple found in yeah. Acts chapter 2, and it just builds community. It's yeah. not just Bible study. It's it's living that out in community uh, through prayer events, service events, celebration events, etc. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing, and we're getting ready to fire up some new groups here starting yeah. in January. And I want to just put a shameless plug in. You are preaching in Next Gen on January 8th. I'm preaching in Main Auditorium on January 8th, and we're both going to talk about Rooted, and there's going to be testimonies about Rooted that are going to be shared that morning. And so uh, I'm not asking anyone to stop going to their church. It'd be a great Sunday to do a doubleheader. That's right, or to catch it online. (laughs) You know, all of our services are available online, and you would really get a good feel of, like, the seven rhythms, but also Mm -hmm. you'd hear testimony from some people that have been greatly impacted by Rooted. And I'm just so thankful that Rooted is finally a Reality, Dale. This is one of the things we were ready to launch. Literally, oh. <laughs> as COVID was, yes, was. we had a guest yes. teacher come in, and then the next day the world shut down, yes. and it's been on hold. But uh, I, I'm just so blessed by that. Well, guys, it's been a great show. Thank you so much for being with us. I want to end with uh, good news, and it's uh, it's bittersweet. I had an opportunity a week and a half ago, <clears throat> or I guess it was just a week ago, to travel to Indianapolis to attend the funeral of a guy by the name of Chuck Glisson. He is the brother-in-law of one of my best friends in ministry, Mike Malik, and I met Chuck through, you know, Michael and my friendship with him, but Chuck died at the much too soon age of 69 after a very short battle with liver cancer. But I want to pay tribute to him because he is someone that had the gift of hospitality almost like no one else. Mm-hmm. And every time I was with Chuck, I walked away feeling like I was the most important person in the world, even though I am not, and that he wanted to do whatever he could to make my life better. And it's just a reminder, you don't have to have fancy titles, you don't have to have degrees to make a difference in the name of Jesus. Just loving in the name of Jesus impacts, and I'll never forget Chuck Glisson and his legacy, and I pay tribute to him today. So Tracy Dale, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Garrett, thanks for being such a blessing. 
Happy New Year to everyone. We'll see you next year on Direct Line.